Ooh, the Wonder Years, baby. The Wonder Years are upon us. Walk out on me. We're going to be having a good time, ladies and gents. We're going to live this and we're going to get on to today's program. I'll try not to sing out of key. Here we go. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Bros. All right, <laughs> do your thing, man. Drop some heat, baby. Get a little help from our friends. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Nine years ago, our guest began what seemed like an overwhelming and impossible journey. In order to improve her health and well-being and that of her family, our guest decided it was time to switch to a plant-based diet. Now, I know what you're thinking. Plant-based? Nope, not me. No way. No, thank you. But before you write it off, listen to this. Our guest mother no longer suffers from a horrific and painful bladder disease that plagued her for over eight years. Our guest herself suffered from low energy, painful PMS, and chronic indigestion, but ever since her diet... Her PMS and indigestion are gone, and her energy has skyrocketed. Our guest spent years of trial and error discovering the easiest ways to make her plant-based diet work. She's figured out such an effective plan that one of her clients was able to sustain this healthy life choice from the comfort of her college dorm room. Hmm. If she can do it, so can you. So if you want to feel amazing and full of energy, if you want clarity of mind and a chance to get back to your ideal weight, all while feeling confident and excited about easy meals that only take minutes to put together, no recipe required, this is your chance to learn how. Joining us today from Soul in the Raw, right here in San Diego, California, welcome to the show, Marina Yanay Triner. All right, Marina, here we go. A local here in San Diego. So you know how beautiful paradise is here. It is. It's the best. You know all about all the good stuff that we have out here. We're going to talk plant-based. You know about carnicella fries. You know about carnicella burritos. You know about all that stuff. And yet, let's have a discussion about what it takes. Like having the proper diet. I'm not, you know, I'm not 100% on one thing or another. But I am 100% on if you take care of yourself, your body will give you that much energy going forward. Walk me through that uh, that big decision where you switched over to plant-based. Yeah. So the plant-based lifestyle was actually the catalyst for 
what I, all the things that I do, I would say was like the source of seeing that I can be healthier, that I can be vital. And now by choice, it's popping up on the screen. It's founded by three of us that are all vegan and um, conscious about what we eat. And uh, yeah, actually it was more than nine years ago. And I was like 10, almost 10 years ago that um, I made the switch. I think Terry, our co-founder, is even more. I'm not sure though. Um, even even longer. And um, yeah, it was hard in the beginning. I lived in Israel and Jerusalem at the time, so pretty lonely. My partner and I made the switch, but now we love it. All right, I got to talk about the switch because it is not the easiest thing to do. Uh, I had this discussion the other day with some family, and we were talking a, a, a little bit about. You know, diabetes and, and obesity and, and with, you know, COVID and everything going around, we know how it affects people in certain certain health issues more than others. Right. Uh, and and the, the issue that always comes up with is I can't do that. That's so hard to do. And I kind of gave my own advice. I'm like, look, maybe you should start off small, like make a choice. Right. If you're going to eat some of the bad stuff that you're going to eat, eat it, don't drink it. Right. And so I, I guess my pitch was start off with let's switch over to water. Right. Water is such a huge difference. And then we oh, can slowly add things in. When you made the switch, did you go cold turkey? Is that like what you what you decided to do or did you kind of, you know, get your way in there? Well, kind of like I meant to, but that's not really actually what happened. So it was it was a process and there were like things, you know, cheese still in there that's like so addicting. Mm -hmm. And so like slowly I was able to phase stuff out to the point where now it's just like super easy and natural to me. But I love that you tell people like just do it, you know, whatever switch you make for your health and for the environment and for the planet, for the animals, just like take your time. There's no pressure so that you can make it a sustainable thing, not just like a diet. Yeah, because th that's the thing is, is it has to be sustainable. It has to be, uh, you know, something that you do on a consistent basis. We're big on talking business here, right? And there's so many different ways and avenues that you can grow a business. But the, the bottom line is when someone is sick, the only thing they ever really want is to not be sick, right? Like it doesn't matter. Your health is your wealth. Without that, it doesn't matter what I tell you about entities or marketing or whatever. It's, it's irrelevant. Nothing really matters without your health. Your health ha has to be first and foremost. Um, when, when you made your switch, when you, when you, when you decided to, to make a change, what kind of stuff did you start seeing in your own life, energy, body wise? You know, Energy definitely went up and I started feeling more vital and more present and more alive. But I always say it was kind of like the beginning of things. Um, the, the first thing to happen, the catalyst of so many transformations that started to happen because I started to see like, oh, like I actually have the power to impact myself, to impact my health and my life, and I'm not a victim to things. So that mm. was kind of the biggest learning, which totally relates to business. And then the business that the businesses that I started is learning that we get to create whatever we want in this world. That you have a choice, right? And I, I don't think people quite understand the power of the choices that they have, especially living in this country, right? We have so many choices to make. Uh, there's consequences to our choices, but the choice is ours. I heard somebody the other day said, if you want to go to the beach and take off all your clothes and run down the beach naked, you can do that. I, I, blast, me. It. 
I probably you, don't memorize it, but you can do that. If you do not want to go to work tomorrow, you don't have to go to work tomorrow. You're like, there, there's yeah. so many things that you can choose in your life. You kind of got to take a step back and be like, well, what are the things that are going to make me happier, healthier, better? When you made this choice and you started making changes in your life, it opened up doors that you never thought possible, right? Totally. Yeah. Uh, it actually got me to look more into like other parts of my life. Um, one of them being, what do I purchase? <laughs> you know, what do I buy with my money? How do I actually affect the surroundings? But also I became a coach, which I still do to this day. I coach people um, on healing trauma. And that's one of the things. So I think it kind of started a journey to see like, what is my purpose in this world? What do I want to do? Do I want to just be like a cog in the machine and just, you know, live like mindlessly and just do the thing and, and you know, make money, but not actually have purpose and meaning and get excited? Or do I want to look at all the different areas of my life, my relationships, my career, and really like really live this life? So when you when you finally made this change, you started looking at these other opportunities that were there. They kind of opened your door to a different type of look when it came to business. Because you're you're the business that you have here isn't your typical type of business. There's a little bit more ethics involved with what you're doing, right? Tell me about that story. How did that, how'd you get into that space? Yeah, absolutely. So from being vegan, you know, my part, my life partner and I, we went vegan together and we were not conscious about other things. Like we were like, you know, not eating animals is the best thing we can do. It's the best period. Like there's nothing more. And then we had a good friend who was like, I don't understand why people in the vegan community don't look at the clothing they, they wear, the, you know, cleaning products, like all these different things that actually have an effect on plastic and all this stuff. And I was like, clothes, what are you talking about? So then I started to look like at all the things that I was purchasing and, and just everything that I paid for with the currency of money, because money is uh, such a valuable thing. You know, we truly vote with our dollar. And I used to work for nonprofits and in, non in the nonprofit world, all you do is talk about money because you don't have money. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, if I want to start a business and it's going to have money and it's going to be exciting, I want to do something really, really, really good. And so we started to explore what can we do and how can we make it easy for people to buy things, to vote with their dollar in an easy way. And that's how uh, we thought about by choice. And then we went on this amazing backpacking trip with a friend who got really excited about the idea, Terry. And so she joined us. So now there's three of us. All right. So try to make the world a better place. Three of you that are literally trying to make a world a better place. So what is by choice? So, I mean, you kind of hesitantly, you know, dabbled in it a little bit. You talked about it. you have this exciting idea. You go on this backpacking trip. You even get somebody to buy in and come in and partner with you. What is it? So Buy Choice is a platform for buying ethical products, and it's for every area of your life, clothing, food, um, furniture, electronics, everything. 
And it's based on certifications because we found that the easiest, most reliable way that we have today to know if something is ethical or not is based on certifications. And also it allows you to search for things that you find ethical. So you can create your profile, you can choose the certifications that you that align with you because you know, obviously not everybody cares the most about veganism. Maybe you care more about non-GMO or plastic free. And so you can do that and find products based on that. And now we open another arm of by choice, which is very exciting, which is a school and community for ethical brands called Rooted, which we're going to launch beginning of November. How do you define an ethical brand? What is what is what are the criteria to be categorized as ethical? So I can share at least how we see ourselves because we really try at by choice to embody these principles. Um, you know, the brands on our site that you can find, they are based on different certifications. For example, there's B Corp. Um, that is really, really wonderful. There's, you know, all these non-GMO, organic, vegan, like all these different certifications that people get to define, like, well, that to me means that it's an ethical brand. But one of the things that I learned that we really like to implement into our business is stakeholder capitalism versus, you know, the typical model of shareholder capitalism. And I learned this from Tory Project, which is in San Diego. It's an amazing nonprofit where I took a boot camp and I learned about what it means to not just put your shareholders first, but to actually look at all the stakeholders that have any, that you impact with your business, whether it's employees or suppliers or the planet or animals, you know, all these different aspects that you um, really impact with, with what you're doing. And then you get to think about them when you make decisions. You don't just think about the shareholders. That's a different point of view because uh, you're taking into account everybody, your vendors, the people you interact with at all times. Um, what has been some of the bigger hurdles that you've come across as you've started to launch your your program? Hmm, hurdles. I think, well, I can speak with about Rooted because we're launching that in November. And so it's very like fresh in my mind, you know, as we kind of reach out to brands and invite them to join us. I think the challenges there are, um, trust, building trust. And I'm sure that's a challenge that every new business deals with, or even if you have a, like a new project in your business, because you know, you're new and people don't know you yet. They don't. And I was thinking like, we could literally tell them that we're creating this community and this program and just not do it. You know, that's, that's mm -hmm. a possibility, right? So they really have to trust and know that we are going to show up. We're going to create this space for them to learn from each other and to learn from the speakers that are going to come in. So trust is really important. Also, of course, with your customers and your clients. Are you, uh, is, is by choice a nonprofit or is it a poor for profit? It's for profit. I, after my experience with nonprofits, I'm like, I want to, I don't want to be in that world anymore personally. And I really love socially responsible business. I think that's like the next, you know, the next thing in our world right now, because there's so much that we can do through having resources and also being like in ownership of the money that we create rather than getting it from not from, you know, foundations and because I used to be a fundraiser in a nonprofit and it was so challenging. And so I think I'm really excited about um, socially responsible business.
what uh, what have you learned? What have you taken with you from the nonprofit side to now the for-profit side? Um, regardless of which one you you create, the bottom line that that net at the end of the day needs to be functional for the entire organization to run. So what are some of the, the, the things that you've learned and maybe with some of the things you're struggling with, maybe can get a little bit of help with? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, it's the money, right? Like you have to, you know, I think nonprofits sometimes minimize the importance of money uh, because it's like, well, the purpose is more important. And I think they're both equally important. It's like you have to sustain yourself, even in socially responsible business, Yes, like we really care about the impact that we create. And at the same time, you have to sustain yourself and you have to take care of yourself because if you're depleted, you're not going to be excited about doing business. And so sometimes, of course, like those things butt heads, like even a a very simple example is like when we were designing our logo and I was like, I want to pay a local person like I want someone a designer like that's in the u.s to support them and pay them you know fair wage or whatever and of course that was way more money than like doing it you know on fiverr or different things but that was like my preference and so kind of convinced my co-founders because they were really excited about the fiverr out so there's a lot of thought that goes into every one of those decisions and then the second thing is company culture i am so proud of the company culture that we have at by choice we really we just put so much into that and even though we're only three now and i know we're gonna grow and grow and it's probably gonna be more and more challenging like i have no doubt about that but we put a lot of conscious conscious thought and conscious effort and conscious presence into our culture we have a really intense operating agreement it's like over 100 pages that we have gone through multiple times to really make sure that we all feel good about how we're running this company so where are you today in your company and uh, what's the next level look like for you So we are wanting to actually use our work with Rooted, like that's kind of our focus is going into Rooted right now, which is our platform for, it's our community and school for ethical brand owners in food, fashion, and beauty. And so our focus is there because we're launching in November. And what we're wanting to do is actually use funding from that space because we found that it's probably going to be easier to make money from that project and kind of funnel it back into marketing by choice because by choice needs like a huge amount of users to make money. And so that's kind of what we're wanting to do. And then also, of course, like down the line salaries, but also hiring really quality people um, to, to do the work and be on our team. As an entrepreneur, we all struggle with different aspects in our business. Um, what would you say is the thing that's holding you back from hitting that next level that you just described? Mm. I think, um, perhaps at the moment, just creating a really easy way to market by choice for people to find out about by choice and to kind of have an easy stream of people coming into and using the platform. Um, when you when you want them to come use the platform, what, what's the experience like? So let's say, for example, I was going to check out ByChoice and I, I go I go to the website, ByChoiceApp.com, sign in. What's that experience look like? What are you expecting the customer to, to do? 
So they get to create a profile on the website and then fill out, you know, their information and then their ethical preferences. So they actually fill that out on the website and then they can sign in every time they're using the platform and they filter their results based on their ethical preferences. And if they want to actually use it to purchase stuff, not just for research, we have all affiliate links for everything. So we don't actually like house the products anywhere it's affiliate links to other websites oh so you're giving them the opportunity to choose uh products that you've already vent vetted the particular clients from right so we don't actually individually vet them we have i think we have like over sixty thousand products at the moment we put in all the products based on certification. So for example, if B Corp gives us an Excel spreadsheet of all of the brands, for them it's brands, not products, that are B Corp certified, then they will show up on our website as B Corp certified or their safer choice or all these different certifications that basically give us their list of products and brands. And so then people can see, oh, it's, you know, it's this and this and this, right? And then it explains to them what each certification certification actually means. Mm. So you guys are, are essentially becoming a, a search engine for this lifestyle that you're, that you're living in. What's yeah. the community building like? What are, you, what are you doing as far as going out and talking to other people who are in the vegan community, other people who are in different spaces that want to help out, people who are out cleaning uh, you know, we, we got somebody um, in our 5 a.m. club and, and her nonprofit that she works for, they're over there cleaning the planet every day, right? Make sure that beaches and stuff are, are absolutely clean. Or there's uh, another lady that's been on that was a guest on her show and she takes uh, trash bags essentially and makes beautiful purses out of them. They all have different ways that they're giving back. Um, how do how do people who are in those types of organizations, how do they get uh, how do be how do they become a part of you and are you using them to network and grow your space that's so cool i love what the examples that you shared so those people sound more like they would be a good fit for rooted and what we want to eventually create and we're actually already working on is a, a place where on by choice the brands themselves can advertise their products. And so we want to kind of like bridge rooted and by choice in this way where the brands that are in community and in our school can, you know, have preferential kind of treatment on by choice. We haven't completely figured out all the details, but they can be um, you know, presenting their products to users. And it's so much better than Facebook ads because their users are so well targeted. Um, so what we're doing is we're doing a lot of outreach right now, especially in the San Diego community, people who are in the farmer's markets um, selling to let them know about Rooted because it's going to be free until the end of the year. So we're really excited for them to check it out. The networking events, the speakers, I brought in the most incredible speakers um, for marketing, for um, sales for fundraising, like everything you can think of to support these entrepreneurs. Um, were you an entrepreneur in the past, like prior to doing all this? Yeah. So I started a vegan business, uh, six years ago when I moved back to the U S I started my vegan business soul in the raw, which you mentioned in the beginning. And I did online courses and I also did coaching 
And then I transitioned into life coaching, which I still do. So I've had multiple businesses and my partner has also had a, a business back in Jerusalem as well as Terry. Uh, so it's me, Tomer and Terry, all three of us, we've all had different businesses. And what's it like uh, working with a team now? I, I mean, I, I, I'd imagine the first uh, business that you built, you kind of did it on your own and now you're working with partners What's that experience like? Because not everybody agrees on any on, on, on pretty much anything. We all have different points of views and different uh, strategies that we want to move forward. What's your experience been like working with partners? Totally. So the funny thing is that Tomer, he's you know he's my partner in life as well as business. And when we we first started it, just the two of us, and then I kind of quit because it's like this is turning into like way too much, like, because he was so excited. So he was literally talking to me about it every single day. And there was, you know, the lines were blurred and I was like, I want my partner back. But then when Terry came in, I think we have like the most amazing synergy. Um, and he kind of has that person to bounce off of. So it's like, call Terry, like, no, I'm, I'm not just the person that you're going to be talking to all the time. So it's been honestly a blast. And I think, of course, there's like sometimes conflicts or not, I wouldn't say conflicts, I would say disagreements. And so we're all, you know, one of the things that we all sort of struggle with is that we're recovering people pleasers. So we always want everyone <laughs> to be happy and get along. And so we know that and we talk about it and we say like, okay, I'm going to tell you something that I don't like but deep breath, um, it's going to be okay. Like I have to tell you, and, and it's, it's challenging because I challenge myself to say the truth so that it doesn't kind of fester and, you know, get into resentment and to really like say like, this bugs me or this is great. And we also have this thing called CEO day. And we started doing that once a quarter where we don't, we're not just like in the business, we're looking, you know, we're working on the business and we kind of reflect how was the quarter, what worked, what didn't work um, and giving each other feedback as well. Like you were great there. I think there you can grow. And it's, it's really, really fun. I love that those days. CEO day. I like that. This is time to step back and, and really assess where your business is going. Yeah. So as a CEO, you, you make plans, obviously. You have a plan. How do you know whether your plan is successful? On a CEO day, when you're looking back, how do you know that you've achieved uh, a, a KPI or marker and attained whatever it is that you were looking to achieve that quarter, that month? So we try to kind of set, you know, good, better, best goals. Um, so we kind of look at it that way. Like, how did we do? Did we do good, better, or best? But we also understand, like, this is a journey, right? And so we really try to keep it positive and encourage each other. And that's actually my favorite, favorite thing about working in a team because we, you know, when I'm alone, I can get into my head and be like, oh my gosh, it's not enough. Like there's not enough people coming in or there's not enough money coming in. And when we're together, we get to really remind each other, each other, you know, hey, like this is a journey and we're doing pretty freaking amazing. Like people are excited and, um, people are, you know, coming to things. And so, yeah, it's, it's been super, super fun. How do you guys deal with the failures, the mistakes, the, you know, thing when things don't go as planned? Yeah. I remember like there was a time when we were kind of down, like Terry and I, especially we were like, we're kind of not excited. 
because we don't like how things look right now. We don't want to share it. And then Tome actually like sat us down and he was like, okay, people, we need to, we need to cheer up. <laughs> like we can't, if we're not excited, like other people are not going to be excited. And so uh, we do a lot of, we have a lot of conscious, cool practices that we do. We do breath work together, which really like ups your vibe a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also a coach. So I tend to bring in my coaching into our team and we all love that. And so I think, I think we all really bring like the positive aspects of ourselves. And for me, like it, it's so helpful to be, I, I sometimes my negative brain can be louder Terry, her thing is can't stop, won't stop. She's just always, <laughs> she's super awesome. She's always doing things and she's very, very positive. So she's just like, she always tells me like, look how far we've come. Just look two months ago. Like where mm -hmm. were we two months ago and where are we now, you know? And whenever I do that, whenever I kind of compare it that way, I'm like, okay, I get out of my head. Like it's not what's happening now. It's like that progress is really, really cool. Anytime you get any type of progress, um, and I, I think this is where where a lot of entrepreneurs kind of struggle with because it, the road is long, it's hard, it's difficult. You make a lot of mistakes, you fall down, but even the baby steps add up to such tremendous distance that you know when you do look back and and you you do check off a box here, you check off a box here, you get a little bit closer. When you do look back. You are thoroughly impressed with where you've come. And, and I love that you have a group dynamic that kind of sits down and, and kind of reminds you like, hey, take a second here. Like, look back at what you've already done. You've come a long way. Now, let's kind of re regroup. Let's take a little bit of breath work. Let's get our mind right. And let's keep going forward. Right? I mean, that's how I feel the dynamic is in your group. Sound about right? Totally. It's, it's so powerful to work with people like that. And they also know like my strengths and I know their strengths. And yeah, I think the entrepreneur, I mean, it takes courage to do this. It's not easy mm -hmm. to have your own business and you just have to remind yourself to kind of celebrate the courageous things that you're doing and that you are choosing to take a path. I mean, what is the definition of entrepreneurship? Someone who is willing to take on greater risk, right? So mm -hmm. you're willing to do it. You're willing to do it. And you found people that are going to go on the road with you and going, going out and making it, making it happen. And you're absolutely right. I'm glad you're right here in San Diego. We do have a lot of farmers market. We do have a lot of people who are uh, vegan in that space who are doing amazing things to help this world out, who are ethical and in, in the way that you described. So if any of them want to reach out to you and get a hold of you, work with you, look, look, you know, for different uh, ethical vendors, how can they get a hold of you? They can absolutely DM us on Instagram, or you can also email us at marina at bychoiceapp.com. Perfect. All right, Marina. Well, 30 minutes just flies by on totally. this show. Uh, and, and we're huge on testimonials on our, on our show. So if you can do me a favor, I don't know how many shows you've been on. I don't know what kind of podcast you've been on, but what was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? It was awesome. You guys are so high energy and fun and hilarious and light, and I loved it. <laughs> awesome. I love it. What part of San Diego are you in? I'm in Mission Valley. Oh, you're close by. I'm in National City. So James That's and Benita. Awesome. Really close by. Are you guys by. actually brothers? Actual. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, I, I always pick on him. Or, well, uh, I always say that he was my former roommate. Like I got evicted and then he, he jumped in. So yeah, we're actual brothers about 15 months apart. I love it. That's so cool that you get to work together. 
Yeah, well, I guess it works out after seven years and so how many? What was the count, Ham? How long were you in the Navy? Seven years, seven months, twenty-one days. There you go. After that much time, he came back. Yeah, we're now, now we're pretty much inseparable, except when he has to go home on the week. <laughs> I saw him on Sunday. That was enough, I guess. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right, Marita. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. We really enjoyed you coming on and sharing. Like again, what you're doing is is something that that a lot of people are looking into. How do I get started? Where do I find things? What do I buy? What's the right thing to move forward on? And uh, you're giving people that option. So, guys, make sure you guys go check it out, www.buychoiceapp.com. That's B-U-Y as in purchase because I spelled it wrong at the beginning. <laughs> so, buychoiceapp.com. Make sure you guys check that out. And, of course, if you guys need help growing your business, you guys need Facebook marketing, you guys need to create a podcast, create content, I want you guys to make sure you check out our website, businessbros.biz. We'll help you get started with all your business stuff. I mean, we've interviewed over 650 different entrepreneurs. If we don't know how to do it, I know somebody who can help you. Businessbros.biz. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again. Manana. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.